sometimes it's a lot and that's why sometimes i like like to keep myself busy or like i'm in my phone because it's like i'm running from it but like you know i mean when i sit there and actually like go through it and feel it and it's it's an it's a necessary exercise for me for sure you get frustrated and there's times when i just want to like throw it in and quit yeah that was an inter honestly a really interesting story i have imposter syndrome so bad but it's like i look at it almost as a blessing because it's like that means i'm outside my comfort zone hello my fellow martians my name is harry mars and this is the on mars pod where we take a deep dive into creative professionals entrepreneurs and other inspiring martians alike today we are joined by casey waters one last thing though i want to bring up before we uh before we wrap up here um hello my fellow martians today on mars we have one of my good friends so multifaceted dude here so msu alumni He's from Grand Rapids, just like myself, started multiple companies, one of the most talented professional creatives I know. Um, everybody welcome, Casey Waters. Thank you for being here. I appreciate that intro, brother. Of course. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Man. Thanks for having me. Yes, of I like course. it here on Mars. Looks, looks cool. You did a nice job here. <laughs> thank you, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's yeah. been a long time coming, but you know, we've been talking about this for a minute. Thank you again for being here, man. So on Mars, we dial in on creative professionals and kind of get a little bit of background information on why they started, how they got started, what they do now, where they're going next. Um, so I guess we can kind of start, um, you know, kind of not at the beginning, beginning, but like, as, like growing up, I know you were into sports and you played a lot of sports. And I know that was a big part of your life with your family. Um, but when it comes to like um, getting into business, was that like, I know sports was like your first avenue that you wanted to get into, right? Yeah, so. yeah. So um, yeah, I grew up in a family where sports were the focal point. Honestly, all the lives revolved around sports. I uh, grew up loving basketball, the game of basketball. My dad was a coach. Um, so from a young age, just always around the game. And that was kind of always my, like, it was my first love and always was my vision for what I wanted to do um, in the future. So um, really, um, yeah, I guess, was good bro um yeah i guess like i didn't even like i guess i didn't even like label myself as creative or like even think of myself as a creative for a long time honestly it was just like hoops like that's that's all i knew and all i did and all i like kind of like cared about and loved um so yeah i guess yeah growing up uh family family of sports and and honestly didn't grow up in like this kind of like creative world that i've kind of found myself in and now yeah, but it's interesting, though, that um, being into sports kind of brought you in because I know like when you were in MSU, you worked on the basketball team. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So I was a, a student manager for the men's basketball team at Michigan State. Um, and there I, yeah, I was, there was no test that I didn't do, but it was, yeah, it was kind of like a jack of all trades, rebound, cut up film, drive players to class, host recruits, take them around, their families. Like those, that type of um, like, uh, I guess, experience taught you the back end of like running companies and like, you know, like almost like kind of stuff like that. So it's almost like uh, it was like a precursor to you doing it yourself, all like kind of seeing what kind of work goes into like that type of, you know, no, program. For sure. Just to see a program of like that yeah. stature and how it's ran behind the scenes and how coaches are runs that ship and his demands and expectations of people within the program of, um, 
yeah, definitely learned a lot of a lot of skills and a lot of um, a work ethic. I mean, I was there 60, 70 hours a week on top of a full-time school schedule grinding. So um, definitely taught me a lot of, yeah, the hard work and dedication it takes to to be a top top tier program or business or whatever that whatever that is. Um, so yeah, I was uh, grateful for the time there and definitely learned a lot of lessons being in that front office. So then when you got uh, out of MSU, um, did you go on to work with any other like uh, NBA teams or anything like that? Yeah, so I did an internship. Um, my dream at the time was always to be a GM, a uh, general manager in the in the NBA. Um, and the people that don't know, they kind of handle the the trades and the draft picks and like formulating the strategy around the players and roster. Um, that was kind of my dream where I wanted to be. Uh, in my junior summer going into my senior year, uh, I had an internship with the Indiana Pacers and was in basketball operations intern. The trajectory path to be a GM and I just got there and I I didn't like it. I didn't enjoy it. It was a uh, for better or for worse, just wasn't didn't suit my skill set and my desires. It was just kind of a nine to five cubicle job, crunching numbers on Excel, and it was interesting making like the draft books and draft boards and like the, I was working with analytics of draft prospects, which I found pretty interesting. But it was uh too much, yeah, too much of the like mundane and the same thing every day, and um, you weren't even actually like on the court interacting like. Um, so after that summer, it was like a real kind of like epiphany for me where it's like, oh, wow, like this whole thing, your whole, your dream, your whole life is like not what you really want or what you thought it was. Um, so yeah, the, then after that, I was like, whoa, like I, yeah, I had to go back to the drawing board and figure kind of figure out what I really enjoyed. And, uh, it was, it was a time for me where I was, yeah, throwing things at walls and I still am throwing things at walls, but like, yeah, figuring out kind of like just a like whole other identity, I guess. I was just like so caught up in that world where I still find myself and I enjoy the hoops, but um, definitely like more removed or I don't know if removed is the right word, but yeah, definitely see it in a different light now and and, and dance around it and get involved in it in, in different ways. So um, yeah, it was definitely an interesting time for me kind of going from the Pacers back to Michigan State for my senior year and kind of being this like, whoa, like this isn't what I thought it would be or what yeah. I wanted. So um, yeah, yeah, that's tough. It's funny because it's like it's a hard pill to swallow, but you need that. Where it's just like it's almost like uh, they say like never meet your heroes. Type yeah, 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 it's yeah, like yeah. you have this dream of this job, and like the way that you kind of picture it being is not really what it is yeah, until yeah, yeah. you actually get into it. And you're yeah, like, yeah. oh, sh <laughs> yeah, this whole time. I, no, yeah, <laughs> I thought I wanted this, but I really don't. Yeah, no. So and, then, yeah, keep going. Yeah, it's if you really want it, that's yeah. I mean, it just for me, it just wasn't my skill set. I'm just. I'm more of a people person. I need to interact with people and it's tough for me to kind of like sit behind a computer and, you know what I mean? And not interact with people. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So moving past that one, then, um, did you just say like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm out or did you like, um, cause I think like at one point you had an opportunity to be with like CAA, right? Like creative artists. Yeah. 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 That. So that was, yeah, that was an interesting, honestly, a really interesting story. I got, yeah, I got a job offer that because I was like, okay, I want, I want to be around sports, but like be, more in the marketing brand partnerships creative side of the athletes yeah. um so yeah i did i got a job offer from caa and accepted it and then they did a background check and found that i was two credits short of graduation <laughs> oh, yeah from michigan state so which i didn't know i walked at graduation yeah. the whole nine why they let you walk dude i don't i really don't <laughs> that know sounds like a them yeah no yeah so i had to actually go back for another <laughs> semester to take like a two credit or what i take a first aid class 
like the next following year, fall semester to actually graduate. And then I lost the job at CAA, um, which honestly, looking back is a blessing in disguise. Yeah, yeah it's supposed to happen like yeah, that. Yeah, supposed to happen like that for sure. So, um, but yeah, I was, I was kind of exploring that. And it's still a, a realm that I'm super interested in. But uh, yeah, this that kind of like agency uh, marketing um, creative around around the game of basketball. And that was when you were, like you said, you hadn't even officially completed college. So you hadn't like moved to NYC or anything yet or anything like hadn't really started any companies. Or yeah, anything. no, I haven't. Yeah. yeah, I was I first I mean, companies wise, like looking back, I was. I was kind of hustling in middle school, honestly. I was making burnt CDs and like selling burnt CDs Classic. in middle school, just straight LimeWire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was kind of like my first like dollar I made. So it was kind of been ingrained in me from the jump, but I didn't really like think of it all too seriously. Um, and then in college, like towards the end of my college career, I was like, playing around with a clothing brand concept that I actually never launched, but it was like kind of my first time like digging into business and like thinking through all the aspects of it and what it takes to go from ideation to execution um and then yeah and then from there it's just like after i graduated college i actually moved out to la um with my friend drew um and we were helping devin with just kind of like creative video uh, yeah video photo stuff and just yeah getting yeah getting my feet wet in that kind of world where yeah the content creation like uh creative strategy um that type of stuff yeah i was like i said it was during that time where i was just kind of exploring um what i enjoyed and what i didn't enjoy and um yeah and for anybody that doesn't know casey is good friends with devin booker who currently plays for the phoenix suns he's actually from grand rapids as well um so devin actually reached out to you or no you reached out to devin right when you, yeah we were like, just you were wanted to like get yeah, his we're just, content yeah we're just i was or? just like yo we should we should start filming this was like yeah. 2018 yeah was, yeah, yeah a while early ago. yeah wow, that's early yeah. yeah wow um yeah around there we're just like hey yo kind of like the Kanye documentary vibe, but like, hey, yeah. even if you're not like posting these, let's, I mean, let's get a camera behind the scenes because, I mean, he knew and I knew at the time like, Everybody, where yeah. he was going. Everybody what, in the camp knew. Yeah, what he was going to do. And, um, for sure. So, yeah, so that was kind of like, he's like, yeah, move out to LA for the off season and let's, you know what I mean? Let's create some content. So, um, how long were you in LA? I was only in LA for five months, maybe. What did you Just like? Did you like for five months? There? I did. I liked it. Yeah. I think I spent some time in New York too. I think I liked, New York better for like where I am at currently. I don't know. I like both. I really actually do enjoy both. There's so many people that's like, LA, like, no, I hate New York. And yeah. New York's like, fuck LA. But it's like Tupac beef. Yeah, it's like beef. <laughs> but it's like, I love both, honestly. I love, there's, there's, yeah. But I think where I'm at, New York, like in the time, like I think raising a family, maybe LA for sure, more space and climate and beach and mountains. But New York, something about the energy there and the people I met there. And I don't know, it's contagious. It's like when I'm there, I'm like, I never want to leave here. So, yeah. Um, but I did. I did like LA too as well. So you were in LA before you moved to New York for that, like before you started like off the record. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was in LA. Yep. And then from LA, I remember I moved home for a few months. Okay. And then, um, just, just because. Yeah. Just because. And then nice. I moved from, yeah. Then that's when I landed a job in. New York City and moved there with a few of my friends. It's like 2019. And like, Ben was one of those yeah, roommates, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I had two roommates from Grand Rapids in New York and then one uh, named George who lived, um, was from New York, upstate New York, or Connecticut. Um, and then lived in New York as well. So it was the four of us. Nice. So did, because um, I know you and Ben started off the record that yep. uh, phoneless event company. Yep. Um, but was that like, 
partially your other roommates too, or was it just you and Ben? Yeah, George. Yeah, George helped. Joel helped. I mean, it was it was yeah. a it was a it was collab effort. It was, it was Ben and I kind of heading it, but yeah, George definitely helped uh, financials and putting selling tickets, getting people there. Joel was helping. Yeah, I mean, we're, yeah, it was just a house full of yeah, I mean, energy, yeah, yeah, creative energy that. Um, everyone definitely played a part in, in making it happen. Yeah, I'm, I feel like that was your first real like, you know, cannonball into the business space because you guys, you know, had your own logo. You had like, you, you yeah, were yeah. selling tickets, you know, you're having to like actually think about like profits and losses. Like how much are we going to spend on this? Um, probably yeah. pooling money together, I'm assuming. Yeah, like, yeah. Probably both, like all yeah, kind it was of definitely like. In. We learned that you had to do that during that. You know what yeah, I mean? It's like yeah. it was like it was still like naive, just like let's just throw it and see what happens. And um, it started to get a little bit more like okay, what's our you know what I mean P and Ls and that type of stuff. And I think that's kind of when it fizzled out. It was it's more of a fun <laughs> thing. Like oh, yeah, I've taken stabs at things where it's like I've learned through that process all, everything that I know now. But yeah, that was more of like a not happy go lucky, but you know what I mean, just like kind of like very optimistic. Like this is just fun. Like we're not gonna like put pressure on this to like make it an actual, you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, just eliminate the pressure and just make it fun. Um, yeah, which, I mean, I feel like that makes it more like, uh, you can kind of like do more things when you're not so focused on like the early, yeah, the yeah. statistics too early, when yeah. it's just, you're doing it because you love you love to do it and you're gonna make it happen however you need to make it happen. Yeah, and that's kind of where it yeah. was. It was like this experimental playground, but through there I was like, I learned how to do merch and like out came feel more club and like exactly the, i had the disposable cameras there out came strap like yeah. you know what i mean i just kind of learned within kind of that like play um a lot of things and i'm like oh this interests me as well like why i kind of brought it to off the record um so yeah it was kind of like this like breeding ground of like yeah just learning exploring and trying things out absolutely the, you need those trials and tribulations when you go to create your other companies because you know all these people that have companies like Nine times out of ten, if they're entrepreneurs, they've started other companies before their company blew up. A thousand percent. So it's like these are like things that you needed those, like the kind of throwing the spaghetti at mm -hmm. the wall, for lack of a better term, you know, yeah. and like kind of doing this with the other companies, like you mentioned. Yep. Um, like going into your your next endeavors, like the, those things that you learned doing off the record helped you, um, you know, build these with a better, you know, starting platform for like, sure you, yeah yeah so we we're actually just talking about that i was on a podcast two, a few days ago where we were kind of talking about this the similar kind of thing where it's like majority of like entrepreneurs like successful ones like are later and they're like you know i mean they're like 30s 40s but they've tried like multiple different things prior and kind of 10 like years worth yeah, yeah and like learned a lot through it like yeah you'll get your 23 year old genius that like is able to build you know i mean a billion dollar company and those are like just rare savants, but like majority of people are like multiple attempts. Like, I mean, multiple attempt entrepreneurs that um, tried, failed, learned, explored, got the, you know what I mean, hands dirty and learned and was able to kind of like take those learnings and only expedite and make the next kind of thing endeavor. I mean, uh, more efficient and uh, less, yeah, less, uh, yeah, more efficient, I guess is the right Yeah, word. less, uh, what's it called? Like, uh, almost like barriers to entry. Like, you kind of like already had these things down. So it's just like you knew where you need to go right off top. So it's like, then it was just the intricacies of the different industries that you're getting into because they're all in like kind of different industries. Even yeah. though you can technically like bind them all together For in sure. like one event and it would still be relevant. And you learn too, like, but, business is like, yeah, the ideas and things change, but like, almost the core essence of business is the same. Like you need finance, you need accounting. You know what I mean? It's like, 
like a lot of it's the same. It's just like you're selling a different product and or service. And yeah, sometimes you may know, change a little bit, but a lot of it's just like copy and paste majority of what I've already learned and done. And like, yeah, the product or service I'm selling changes, but a lot of the principles honestly are the same across, you know what I mean? Whatever you're running. Um, so you can take like those learnings and make the next one get it up and running faster, quicker. Exactly. I used the analogy on the last podcast too, but like I almost see it like a building a transformer. Like you learn how to build these parts and now you have like a really good like arm and a really good leg. Yeah. And like you didn't have the good head or like, you know I mean? You didn't it's have the like the good already, giant. You know, literally. And like <laughs> now you know how to assemble it and yeah. you have these parts that like, oh, the next one, like this was the head I was missing from over here that I learned how to build during this. You know what I mean? Now you have this, this like endeavor, yeah. transformer that is like you can build super fast and like runs and works, but it was through like the other ones that you learned like, oh, this is how you make the best fingers. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like totally. you, through those trials and tribulations, you kind of learn. And now it's like, oh, I can just like copy and paste all this stuff that I learned and then add the new, you know what I mean? Add the new thing. For sure. And I mean, you have a lot of uh, companies. I mean, we like go from like uh, earliest to latest to now where, where you're at like strap. Yeah. Let's just go through the list. I guess oldest. I mean, we could go way back. Like I said, burning CDs was like kind of like the first. Love that. The first hustle. Um, and then the, the um, clothing brand, I never launched it, but it was called, it was called Medita um which medita means like sympathetic joy like you receive happiness by making other people happy but the issue that i saw there and i never launched it was like this transparency with uh nonprofits i guess but like where's your money going and like well, i want to see like i gave you money like i want to see where my money is being spent and the, the transparency between that so the idea was just like a clothing brand that had um that we'd fundraise different moments um if that was like providing computers or a basketball court to a school. Yeah, I mean, a school, say, IE is a basketball court. We launched the shirt. You know what you're buying. You know what I mean? You know where the money's going that we're doing it. Once we sell X amount of shirts that we need to fund it, that T-shirt's no longer made. That's closed. And then the tags on each shirt had a QR code that you would then scan and you could see the videos and photos of us actually, you know what I mean, actually fulfilling the thing that we said you're going to get. So like crazy. you and the 200 people have that shirt, but you can scan it and you know what I mean? And have access to the footage. I never launched it, but that was kind of like my first, like, okay, here's the issue I see. I can solve it through clothes and QR codes and unique tags. So that was the next kind of like incubator ideation. Um, Which on that note, that, that reminds me of like the strap. Yeah, strap. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I learned QR <laughs> codes. So and funny. Yeah, it's crazy how yeah. like they yeah. get recycled and yeah. work in different places. Um, and then I'm trying to think, wow. Uh, so now we're kind of like getting the high school college days. Yeah, that was like later college. And oh, then, that was later college. Yeah, that was okay. like that was like 2017, 18. Okay. And then afterwards, I mean, we're doing like freelance with book, but that was kind of like not running your own business, but like working on your own terms and like showing up creating content and like you didn't really have a real boss. Yeah. You were the ones like making the content. So that I wouldn't say that's like was the business. And then I started dropping was it off the record? I don't do that. So they combined, honestly. But then it was off the record. I moved to New York off the record. I think we finally threw like, I think five, four or five of those. Um, but that was a no phone concert series where yep. the issue that I saw was like, everyone's addicted to their phones and you go to concerts and everyone's taking stories and it's just like, wait, can we actually just be present and provide a space where everyone's off their phone and artists can play new music and I don't know, just a place to like kind of connect and explore. So uh, we threw these concerts called Off the Record that we did a phone check instead of a coat check in our backyard in, in the West Village, um, which was amazing and a vibe. 
Um, yeah, and then that kind of has like a proven business model as well because like there was there's other companies in the United States doing those types of events where they're like limited space, you know, kind of like last minute sometimes, you know. Like, yeah, uh, uh, it's kind of like so, so far. So, yeah, so far exactly. sounds is so kind of like sounds. yeah, that yeah. same kind of. It was basically yeah. so far sounds without phones. Yeah, was basically the idea and concept, but it was awesome and it was amazing. Um, and then from there stems honestly feel more club which was my clothing line that still runs. I don't really spend much time on it. That's I'll exclusive get, drops. Yeah, yeah, just exclusive drops. I probably dropped maybe five, five or six different drops. Um, but that just stemmed from like me journaling, writing, wanting merchandise that felt good when I wore it and had a message and like people reading it or feeling it can be empowered. Um, so I started to feel more club where it's just like, let's feel more. Let's, you know what I mean? Let's create clothes that make you feel and think and um so i've done yeah sporadic drops there and um like i said i've got probably five or six different drops um but that's i'll i'll always have that and get back to i have a bunch of designs in the vault that i haven't even like explored yet um and that's fun i love clothes so um yeah, that one's less of like a try to make money off of it's just a passion project yeah kinda. exactly yeah. and a lot of them are like passion, passion projects, projects honestly yeah. it wasn't even like to make a bunch of money it was totally. just like hey I was on the last podcast we talked about it. It's almost like my therapy. It's like, how can I get like pieces of me like out into the world? You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it's like my way to like express, like get things off my chest or express or create like environments and products and spaces that make me happy, that make me feel, you know what I mean? Um, so it's almost like my like therapy. It's like, that's my outlet. That's my art is like to create business around kind of that. So um, then speaking of passion projects, another one was Sincerely, which I've only done one drop, which I really want to bring back. It's actually one of my favorite ideas, but it was an anonymous journal um, where I just basically gave a prompt on a website. Um, what's the best thing that's ever happened to you and allowed people to submit anonymous responses um, to that. And then I took Pretty all sick. those responses and created a magazine, um, like a coffee table book with all of them. But it's so cool to just like read through and not know who wrote them, but they're like so powerful. Some are just like so simple, like music or like my dog or like, and then like one, like one was like a long essay about how like this girl had, or I think it was a girl, she had like a bunch of student loan debt and like her parents got divorced or something. And like her dad, could, like her mom couldn't even take care of herself. So wow. she had to move up, basically drop out of school, move home. Like, but she was still in school and had to pay the loans. And then just like one day, just randomly like got on her to pay her student loans and someone paid it for her. And like, Whoa. she's like, I have no idea who paid these loans for me and I'm forever grateful. And like, that's probably one of the best things that's ever happened to me. So it's cool because I could be saying the story to like you and it could be you that wrote it, but it's yeah, like, right. you know I mean? It's like anonymous. Yeah, yeah, it's anonymous. So right. it's like, that was really cool. And I have the second one. I haven't, I haven't like mocked up and designed, um, but I haven't released it, but it was, what's a song lyric that resonates within you and why? So it was really cool to like see people's like song lyrics. And then they also wrote like a little why? paragraph yeah, on like yeah, why yeah. I resonate with this. Um, and we have some really cool designs to launch that, but that's kind of, but on the, those prompts were probably like two years ago, honestly. <laughs> so it'd be really interesting to go back and, and uh, read, but that's sincerely, which I'll, all these I'll get back to for sure totally. and like do them at scale. But yeah, there's basically anonymous journal where it's like, how can I like create this cool space where I can like express myself with a not even a mask on but like behind you know what i mean tell raw and authentic stories like behind a door but like but I, it's also with other people and i'm also part of this physical book that i can then buy and put on you know what i mean 
just yeah. something about that is like very intriguing to me of like providing this space that you can like write and be raw and authentic and then also like kind of be part of this like compilation of like other people being raw and authentic um and read them and yeah i, I think that'd be cool man I, I could even see that being like a volumes you know no, where it's just that, like that's exactly volume yeah. ones like the first like certain types yeah so volume one like, the volume two yeah, was, yeah. two was going to be the the music one and then just like yeah the scalability is yeah just like coming up with different prompts that like initiate different responses and yeah that's curating sweet. those so yeah you could even make those into ebooks bro mm -hmm. <laughs> that's what it'd be too ebooks and then physical because physical is kind of hard to like totally. make like especially with minimums and i mean as it scales it yeah makes sense but um yeah ebooks and yeah somebody. would probably make the most sense um trying to think what else well um after sincerely and what, what year was sincerely? Off, that was like was sincerely that? off the records. It was the same oh, time as in New time? York. Okay, yeah, like 2019. Yeah, yeah. Um, right into COVID. 2020, yep. And then 2020, I created a music sharing platform called Pulse. Yes. Um, Shareyourpulse.com. Yeah, shareyourpulse.com is still, yeah. it's still up and running. Um, <laughs> the idea was always to make it to an iOS app. Uh, but that one was like, okay, I express myself best through music. Like, I love to share music and that's like my way of expressing how I feel. Yeah, you know I mean, it's just, it's just my love language almost in a sense. Yeah. And like this, this explains how I feel or what I'm feeling better than I can. But it's like the issue that I saw, I was like, okay, like this song resonates with me, but how, how do I share it? Like I can send it to individual people that I think will enjoy it. I can post it on my Instagram story, but like people on there don't really care. Like why isn't there a platform where I can just share the song that resonates with me today? And it doesn't matter if you use Spotify or Apple, it links to whatever one you use and you can preview it. And then if you like it, click the logo and it takes you to the full song. So Absolutely. yeah, just a music sharing platform where built for the people that like to express themselves through music. And so I launched that, yeah, like two years ago, but it's, it's still being used on the daily. I mean, people, yeah. not a lot of people post is honestly just turned into like my close friends that share on there. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, that's one of my favorite ideas that you've had is that, that pulse one. I think that's yeah. like, and we even like saw this um, a, like a while ago and we were kind of looking into like if there's anyone else that's even done something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are, but just not like Paul's. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's the difference. Where it's yeah. Like, yeah. There's something about that that I feel like once that does have like the backing and like the uh, ability to get on the app store, I think that's going to like. Yeah. Something. Yeah. That one's, I mean, I'm happy and content with it now. Like just my friends using it. Like totally, I really, yeah. 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 I kind of just like selfishly build it too where it's like. I like yeah. your music. Like, get on this so I can steal the music you like. <laughs> yeah, Absol I mean, like, and absolutely. No, yeah. And I think as people kind of transition out of social media, I do feel like there's like a shift of like people kind of like thinking like social media is a little bit too much or like yeah. limiting themselves for real or like deleting it all together. You know, yeah. just going ghost for months. Like, that's like a thing that people do now for their mental health. Yeah. And I think that an app like that where it's less geared towards like the social aspect of like sharing your, you know, your vacations and yeah, stuff yeah. it's more so like sharing how you feel today through music through music yeah and that's just like people can like see like your personality through the music in the post that you a share. thousand percent but yeah no and, and also like i always wanted to limit it to one song where it's like sometimes like when i get sent a bunch of songs it's like okay it's kind of like overwhelming and like a lot to digest but like yeah. one song i listen to it you know what i mean it's like limiting it to that too where it's like it's short sweet oh i follow only eight people like here's my eight songs i got from them and you know what i mean yeah it's it's, it's not something that's like doom scrolling and like keeping you hooked and like you're always on it's like no nah, like i got my music for the day i shared i expressed myself and it's just like on to the next yeah um, so i was trying to be conscious on like not making this like attention grabbing like 
keep you sucked in how can we keep you addicted to this app kind of deal yeah um, that everyone else kind of plays that game so for sure so pulse was uh this was 2019 2020 that was 2020 20, i was building 2020? that like start of covid okay um yeah nice start of covid at home and so, then after that what was the next like endeavor uh therapy so off the record stopped in during covid um my friends and i love electronic music dance music we love going to clubs um yeah just for the music and the environment and that was obviously not a thing during covid so we started throwing these silent discos um on top of people's rooftops and there's a vibe it was more just like bringing friends together and uh, we have multiple friends that dj and are good at yeah, djing so cool, yeah. um yeah we just kind of like scaled that business into like yeah just like renting out rooftops and having friends apartments and clubs uh in chicago we've done chicago Grand rapids detroit um but yeah that was kind of like covid into like still going now actually um just yeah this kind of like pop-up rent out a club or rooftop and host host dance music you know what i mean yeah and have people have a good time and um yeah and i named it therapy just because it felt like therapy you know what i mean yeah, i need exactly. that kind of like release that dancing that i don't know being around people like it's funny fred made a song like we lost dancing you know what i mean mm -hmm, there's about mm -hmm. covid we're like we lost this that's like so instrumental in my life and other people's lives just like getting yeah getting getting together and dancing and um yeah about the company so that yeah therapy stemmed from kind of like this like hunkered down hunkered down covid time that we needed a release we needed something to, yeah some place to go dance so we uh made these small intimate events and um yeah scaled that to multiple cities and um it was super fun when you were doing those, did you get uh, a lot of people that were like random too, or like people that you didn't know that just like saw the event? Like, yeah, I mean, we or... wouldn't have like a lot of these places. We couldn't have like more than fifty people, oh, hundred wow. so people. Like small so cafe, like, yeah. yeah, so it was basically like, hey, friends, like here's the totally. ticket link. Like if it's not sold out, then we'll. Which makes it more fun because it's like all homies. No, it's literally all homies. That's literally what it was. Yeah, so like, it's either better. like all your friends or like at least friends of friends yeah. that they sent the link to as well. Yeah. So. um and in COVID, people were like kind of skeptical about going out. So it's just exactly. like when it's your homies, you're like, yes, finally, yeah, yeah, I no, can literally. go out and yeah. like not feel weird. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> so that was fun. That's we did, cool. yeah, that was fun. And just the, yeah, the meaning behind it and made merch and, and a lot of the, it was, it was kind of like off the record in that sense of like these pop-up concerts. Yeah. But, um, instead of kind of like singer songwriter is more electronic and. Was that no phones as well? No, that was not no that phones. Was, okay. Yeah, that was with phones. So yeah. Um, yeah that was yeah so then moving on from therapy uh, Th yeah therapy came honestly strap strap was next well yeah we're at now so that was ideated strap when it was like Mar march or april of like 2021 yeah so like yeah wow yeah that was yeah that was the next one that was just that stemmed from Honestly, like looking back, it was off the record having those cameras, which was basically the party pack before is the party pack. But also I went to this place in Miami and they had a vending machine of film and the vending machine didn't even work. And I was like, oh, that's genius. And yeah. I'm like, this this doesn't work. And I was like, okay, never mind. Yeah, I mean, this is the best <laughs> idea ever. And I was like, okay, never mind. Like I called Matt. Matt and I have been trying to work together for a long time. So I was like, I got it. I got the idea. And obviously that was just like the seed that planted. And obviously it, it grew and sprouted into what it is now but kind of like that initial like oh whoa this works and clicks and checks yes. out um so yeah then strap is my yeah my mom was a recent one and honestly what i spend all my time on so yes um, absolutely and everybody that doesn't know strap 
Photo Club is a company, it's a disposable camera company that you can purchase your one-time camera, a one-time use camera disposable, and you can get the scans sent to your phone as soon as you're done. It's a very easy registration process. Uh, we're working on getting a little strap sponsorship for the yeah, On Mars pod. Yeah, we need uh, that. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, Strap Photo Club, check that out because that's I think that's a really like uh, progressive company like for right now. Like I think people are getting back into film. It's a real like niche market, but I think that like there's a lot of people starting to really get into that niche market. Yeah, like, yeah. Started to kind of like it's go going back to like the older like '90s. Like people are like, like people are addicted to nostalgia. It feels like yeah, so, yeah. And that's just like a like big craving. Thing. It honestly, yeah, yeah. So I, I and I, it's funny because like kind of tying back to what we were saying before, where it's just like past things in your life that um, kind of like make sense later. Like I was talking about this with Akili too. Like, um, like when you uh, become an adult, like you kind of look at like your past as a kid and growing up and then you start to like make connections like, oh, that makes sense why that yeah. happened. Um, so like the same way, like makes sense why you started those companies back in the day with like the QR code and makes yeah. sense why, you know, you did all this stuff. And so I feel like that's uh, that's a big big thing when it comes to strap too because there's just like so much that you learn to be able to bring it bring it to that level. Yeah, um, it's like I said this on another podcast. So it sounds like repetitive, but it's it's, it's like a, something that I always like tell other people is like like follow your curiosities, like just get the idea like from your head, like on paper or like a Google Docs or like whatever. Like, you know what I mean, out of your head and down and explore it and like go as far as you can until like. A, you get stuck and keep going or B, you're just not interested anymore. But I learned like, I just like, when I do that and I follow my curiosity, I'll hit a dead end. But like, there's a road like right before the dead end that's like, oh, like this goes over this way. And like, mm -hmm. I learned this part of this process. So like, yeah. so I can like jet this way now, but I wouldn't have gotten to this road if I didn't go down this other road. And now it's like, oh, like I passed this house on that road that I, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. just like following and going and like being malleable and like, I use the analogy on the other one, like a tributary where it's like, just like, yeah, you know I mean, sometimes it ends and like there's other branches that come off of it, but it's like, you look back as like, oh, I learned what I was supposed to learn and it brought me to where I am now. And it's like, oh yeah, it's, yeah, it's all the experiences that you've, you've had, but it's that, that initial push to like, at least go try, like at least try to make it happen. Like what if, you know what I mean? Like even play that what if of like, what if I try to make it real? And then you learn like, oh, like, I have to do X, Y, Z to do that. And it's like, what is X? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, then you're digging into X and you're like, oh yeah. So it's, follow, yeah, follow your curiosities and just like me, just like make, even if it was just one magazine, sincerely like, oh, I learned how to like source magazines, make magazines, create a website with anonymous prompts. Like, and it's just a one-time thing. And it, it, obviously it can be a thing moving forward, but it's just like, yeah, there's, there's like no pressure. Like, let me just explore or play. And like through that play, it's just like, oh, I really like this part of it or this now ties and who knows sincerely might be a part of something going forward it's like oh, i already have the infrastructure here that that works so um yeah it's like yeah. throwing spaghetti at the wall you yeah know, no literally like, yeah, for yeah. Real. but it's like throwing like finally made spaghetti you know you're not throwing you're not throwing some boots <laughs> you know it's like some good stuff yeah, yeah, that yeah. it can actually like stick yeah you know? Yeah, and even like kind of tying back to like uh, when you were doing off the record when you guys were uh, you would buy the Fuji films that you currently use for straps, yep, yep. which is so funny because there's like that picture that you had posted where it's just like a bunch of Fuji films with like duct tape. Yeah, on yeah, yeah. Them. no, literally, and it's just like 
take it and pass it. Yeah, like, take one and yeah, take it and pass, pass it. it. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, like basically yeah. like take pictures and it's like leave it when you're done. Like yeah. that's that's strap. Yeah, you know? literally. Like, that was like the 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 seed for strap before it was really a thing. Yeah. So it was like when you saw the opportunity to get into film cameras, like for real. Yeah. You like kind of just brought back that same mentality. Yeah. Just like yeah. And the thing is, I didn't even like think of that. I got sent. I got sent the, the yeah. I got sent the photo, and I was just like, oh wow, like yeah, yeah, just like mind. Blo- yeah, it makes yeah. sense, but it's like yeah, it's crazy. crazy. It's just like I, you yeah, you you this you could have been doing the idea or the thing for so long, but like it just maybe not the right time place for that idea right. to like come to fruition. Then yeah. you look back, you're like, oh, that makes sense. Why that happened or this? Yeah, it's just very interesting of like. Just when you're called to do something or like, oh, this like gives me energy thinking about it, like make it happen, make it real, put it out there and like, who cares if that's all it is, you know what I mean? And it could end there, but you never know, kind of like exercising that, exercising that, like making it real, like more ideas come to you and maybe getting to like the fine spaghetti noodles is like, you need like <laughs> to get the shitty ones, you know what I mean? Totally, like, yeah. You, you need to throw shitty, yeah, yeah, you need like just back to throwing is more important, honestly, than the... <laughs> Yeah, uh, the act of throwing is more almost more important than like if the spaghetti sticks at first. Yeah, like, you need to learn how to throw the spaghetti at the wall. You know yeah, what I mean? For it's like, sure. Yeah. Like it's not even. Yeah. So it's like, I'm gonna pause this real yeah. quick. These dogs are going crazy. I don't know if we can hear this yeah. in the audio, yeah. but I really hope we can. Yeah. We had to do a cut here because these dogs were freaking out. Yeah. Uh, so that's why uh, little Theo is up here with us now. Let's he's, get it, Theo. He's in trouble, but no, he's a good boy. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it's so important to to have those experiences of like throwing spaghetti at the wall, especially like if you want to have a business one day, like you can't like just have this idea and kind of what we were saying earlier, like you need to have the trials and tribulations. So it's like if you do a, a business and it doesn't go well and it's not successful, it's like you don't want to get discouraged and you need to have that hard mindset of just like, if this doesn't work, I'll be okay and I'll move on and do something else. And that's just how it always has to be. And do you feel like that's true? Like if you would have like got discouraged, you would have never made all those other companies. Yeah, no, a thousand percent. And I think that's where like, I think the play is so important. Like having fun falling on your face. You know what I mean? Like sometimes people like, I don't know, learning how to ice skate or snowboard, like you're still smiling, like you're eating it, (laughs) but like you're still smiling because I really enjoy it. And like the art of like learning something new, like, if I didn't fall on my face, that means I'm not getting outside my comfort zone. And absolutely, um, it's even like that imposter syndrome. It's like I have imposter syndrome so bad, but it's like I look at it almost as a blessing because it's like that means I'm outside my comfort zone. That means I'm in a space that like I don't feel like I'm as knowledgeable as I need to be. But like that's also I'm learning to like really love being in that place because it's like, oh, that means I'm pushing. That means I'm yeah. like expanding my boundaries and my horizons. And like, yeah, there's sometimes where I mean like chill, like stop being so hard on yourself. Like you're not going to know everything. And the more you learn, the more you don't learn, you don't know, you know? So it's like, yeah. but like it means you're growing and pushing. And so I don't even, there's times when it gets like very hard and like you get frustrated and there's times when I just want to like throw it in and quit. But it's yeah. like, there's, you got to have that like, yeah, you always got to be reminded why you're doing it in the play and learning and making sure you're always in that space. Not saying it's always going to be peaches and cream and right. there's going to be mundane days and, boring days and tough days and days where you're trying to fix a developer for three you know what I mean it's like it's uh there's yeah there's things that just like get thrown in but it's yeah you got to learn how to like love the process and uh the journey of just like learning and growing and um expanding and like I said if there's no kind of like ruffles then like that's just a sign I'm not 
pushing myself or like learning or expanding. So um, I always try to kind of, yeah, I think it's that fine line of like competence, but like pushing, you know what I mean? Like, like being comfortable, like, I don't know. There's that fine line where if like, it's so hard, you give up. Like, it's like, yeah. this is impossible. Like there's no chance I'm even like getting there. But like, you also don't want to be on the far end where like, this is a piece of cake I could do with my eyes closed. So it's like, I don't know what that fine line is of like that tightrope of like, oh, I feel a little bit uncomfortable and it's like getting me outside my comfort zone. I'm learning, but also like I have the confidence I can put my foot in front of the next and keep going. And like, I got my, you know what I mean? I yeah. got me. So totally. Um, and I mean, it also kind of like is, uh, that's the difference between like people who like get to a certain place and then kick their feet up, you yeah. know, where they do like, they want to get to that comfort zone. You yeah. know? And I think that's when you start to like go backwards, you know, yeah, when yeah, you yeah. kind of like think that you're good. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. it's just like then you start to decline yeah, versus yeah. like when you're doing like the foot in front of the other like even if it's like one step at a time and like maybe you have to take a couple steps back yeah, yeah, yeah. but then you like take five steps forward that kind of deal like when you have that mindset um, versus like kicking your feet up altogether I think you get a lot farther for sure and then you get also like the journey versus the destination too or like totally if your end goal is like that that destination like i got here like i made my x dollars or did x thing where it's like i'm kicking back like this is what i wanted versus like the journey where like i have fun in that like learning you know what i mean i yeah. just have fun just like learning something new and like making things yeah i don't know like totally. it's, it's more for me the play it's more like the process and the, the process journey of, of like making, actually yeah. doing it than it is like oh like and there's times where people are like, look what you've done. Like, look what you've, I've, I should probably reflect more of like, yeah. look at everything you've done. And give yourself it. flowers. Yeah, give yourself <laughs> flowers. But I'm really just like, I I like the, like, I don't know. It's just like, I have fun in this kind of like unknown, like growing, expanding. I don't know. It's it's like, yeah, there's times I'm like, wow, that's dope. Like I, yeah, I mean, I created XYZ. This person's using this product that I put out there. Or like you get whatever feeling utility out of it. But um, yeah, I think I would just really enjoy the, the journey of it of just like learning and like falling on my face a lot but yeah, yeah the process learning. of creating yeah for it's sure really it's like and it's funny because like ever since i've i've known you i mean i've only known you for about two years now or maybe maybe a little bit more than that. i don't even know how long but either way it's like i've i've only seen you as like someone's just like like what's next what's next yeah. what's next it's never like a settled type of mindset and it's like we're always talking about like your next ideas and like new ideas for strap new ideas for therapy new ideas for feel more club it's just like um which is funny because like you could probably have like 10 successful companies and you'll always be like yeah you know yeah, i probably honestly i love like hey, i think uh, i'm a serial entrepreneur at heart like i just enjoy yeah. like i said i enjoy just like building Process, yeah, yeah i enjoy like making things and yeah it's honestly straps done a good job for me where like let's stay focused because i have so many ideas right that like everything that glitters is not gold like type of deal where it's like and also let's like stay hyper focused on one so we can fund the other ones kind of um but it's also hard to where like sometimes i just channel so much that it's like i gotta be like nope 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 this is what i'm working on this is what i'm doing so that's a struggle for me too is just like staying focused on keep the main thing the main thing i guess totally yeah. and i know you're into like um like routine and meditation and um, all of that, do you feel like that plays a really big part in like who you are as a business owner? Like, do you think like that, the grounding that meditation gives you and like kind of like journaling and all that, like self-reflection, do you think that really helps you like run company? Yeah. Um, I think it helps every aspect of my life, to be honest. I don't really, yeah, definitely though. Yeah. It makes me like, gives me a baseline. It gives me this like, 
it allows me to go through the highs and lows of business and mm -hmm. like try to stay level-headed and like I practice like breathing techniques and other practices that like, yeah, they, they very mitigate because there's times where it's tough, like, and it's, yeah. it's hard, but I think it's done a good job personally and professionally business, whatever of like keeping me like level instead of like the highs and lows. And totally. I think the journaling's helped me just like, there's so much in my head. It just helps me just like get that out, just like dump it somewhere. And it just like, gets me back to baseline. You know what I mean? The, yeah. the meditation and that both does. It's just like... Resets. Yeah, it just resets. It gives me like this like level. It's almost like the leveler, you know? It's like, it's just totally. like, okay, let's make sure this table's level and then now we can eat on it, you know? So it's like each morning, just like, yeah, leveling that out makes me um, stay level-headed. This makes me like more sturdy because, yeah, because I, I do have sporadic times where I get like this high of high and low of lows. So... Um, doing that I can definitely tell a difference and it slows things down it allows me to like be more creative be more present sit there with like processes and like think of like oh what about this or like oh maybe this person's experiencing this and like put you know I mean it it, it slows life down for me um and I think it allows me to channel more ideas and have um better insights onto like yeah just ideas honestly like yeah I think it like you have this like antenna of like a receptor of ideas and it's a good job of just like kind of cleaning it off and like allowing you to channel channel all that and sometimes it's a lot and that's why sometimes i like like to keep myself busy or like i'm in my phone because it's like i'm running from it but like you know what i mean when i sit there and actually like go through it and feel it and it's it's an it's a necessary exercise for me for sure yeah with meditation i mean i know for anybody that's done or tried meditation like it's not easy at yeah. first nobody nobody thinks it is and for you, like, did it take you a while to like get into kind of like, I don't know, routine, I guess. Um, and like, do you still maintain routine or do you like, are you strict with yourself on that? Or like, cause it's so easy to miss a day or miss a two, miss a couple of days or something. So, yeah. Like, how do you I'm feel not, about that? I'm not too hard on myself. I wish yeah. I was a little bit more like, mm -hmm. Hey, let's, let's do this every day. I mean, mm -hmm. I do it a lot. Um, and yeah, I, I, how I got, I mean, how I got into it was more just like, the people I listen to and watch, they've like, this really helps me. And it's probably like four or five years ago, honestly, of just like sit down and do nothing. Like one of this, the person I really like, his name's Naval Ravikant. Um, but his thing is just like, hey, like you have tabs in your, your brain is an operating system and you have so many tabs open in your brain. And I feel that I'm like, I have so many things. Sit and do nothing for an hour a day for 60 days. And like, you'll start to like, revisit some tabs that are open from like third grade and it's wow. like oh like i've like sat and processed this you know what i mean mm -hmm. so it's like it's i think about that and his i like it because it's just like it's not an hour a day is a long and very hard but it's more the process of like just sit and do nothing like it eliminated like this like oh like do this mantra or like you're not doing this right there's no right or wrong like just sit there like yeah. and i think if people tried it's really hard to just sit and do nothing like very much so like very yeah. tough especially you get, when you get started a thousand percent like, you're yeah, super agitated and like you think about this oh i got to do this or um yeah. it's like very it's very hard so i think that helped me get into it where like some people yeah. like i don't know where to start so um and then there's a book called mindfulness in plain english that i read that like started that journey too of just like mindfulness and like being with your thoughts and where are they coming from and stemming from and um yeah. And yoga, honestly, yoga, oh, yeah, like sure. yoga is just moving meditation for me that I got into, I was into a little bit of high school, but college, honestly, um, 
my roommate Roscoe and I used to go to East Lansing Hot Yoga, and like that was when I was just like, okay, this another form of meditation or like baseline, like yoga. <laughs> like yeah. literally, I can't praise yoga enough. Like it just totally. helps me. And I go here too. It's just like the best. Like same thing. Just like gets me to baseline, makes me so level headed, makes me love the little things in life. You know, I mean, it just makes me more attentive. It just helps yeah. me in so many different ways, let alone your physical body, flexibility, strength, the whole nine. Like it's more mental for me. And um, it does that journaling and, and meditation does that kind of like same. They all kind of like work together to like absolutely multiply each other and um, help me definitely through personal and professional endeavors. Absolutely. And it's just like mindfulness as a whole and like all three of those things, that's like really like the, the group that you can put those all into. And I think that's something that with meditation uh, or sorry, with yoga rather, it's almost like uh, meditation plus. No, yeah, because for sure. it's just like uh, when you're meditating, it's super easy to like, you know, get distracted in your yeah, mind. Yeah. And um, a analogy that I that I heard um, on Headspace because I do Headspace. Yep. Um, they talk about at the beginning that um, that you basically like you got to think about like your mind is a highway, and um, your thoughts are the cars on the highway. Yep. So it's almost like when you're meditating, you need to just sit on the side of the street and just watch See, yeah. the cars go. Yep. Because like if you try to get in front of those thoughts, you're gonna get hit. Yeah. You know? And sometimes you hop in the car, not even knowing you hopped in the car, and then you're and you took that three totally. exits down, and but yeah. I think the meditation is good where it's like, then you notice, oh, I got in the car. Yeah. Let me get back get to the side back of the road. And, and it's, like, it. it's yeah. like that art of like, oh, I got on this car. Wow, I got to get back. You know what I mean? Like, and just like not beating yourself. It's, yeah, it's just being aware of like, oh, well, I, I hopped on this train of thought. I'm thinking about the groceries I had to go buy after this podcast. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, but you're realizing then, yeah, going back to center, being like, oh. And it's not like beating yourself up for it. It's like, you're now you're aware of your thoughts, which is, the whole point you know what exactly. i mean exactly and now and then when you start doing that now you're like oh like you're almost feeling thoughts coming arising like oh i'm about i'm feeling angry or i'm feeling you know what i mean and you're almost that like removed you're not tied to the emotion anymore now you're like the back seat of the emotion you're watching the car go by that is anger and you're not reacting to it and um i think it's super powerful yeah i like that analogy of a lot yeah, it's 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 kind of just like getting in your own way type of deal. Um, is is kind of how I think about it too. Where it's just like a lot of times, like when you're intending to meditate and be centered, it's just like you get in your own way and just like cloud your mind up. So by the end of the meditation, you don't really get the full benefit of it. Yeah, um, but, but it's I just think like that's that comes the benefit, with time. Though. Yeah, when you're sometimes right. yeah, you know, sometimes you're right. it is. You're totally right. It's like the process of going through it, through, and yeah. sitting down, even if it's uncomfortable, you, even if it's uncomfortable, yeah. and it's hard, and that's like kind of what I talk about when I say like at the beginning and um, it's funny because I was on meditation for a long time months months and um, I'd recently got back into it like probably a few months a few months ago and it's not every day but it's like probably like five five days yeah, a yeah. week probably on average I would say and um, I, I do still have times that I find myself getting distracted I yeah. find myself kind of getting lost where I need to like hey distraction yeah yeah, yeah. back back to, yeah you know back yeah. to center back to the breath Counting the breaths, the you know the one, two, like the in out, yeah, yeah, um, going up to ten, coming back, you yeah. know, and and kind of like talking back on like um, yoga. Um, that the reason why I said like meditation plus is because it gives your mind something to do and focus on, so it's harder to get distracted yeah. because you're focused on. And that's your why people balance. do have the mantras and the yeah. things that bring them back to center. It's like staring at the same point on a wall or totally 
focusing on the nasal point in your nose that you feel when you breathe in. Or, yes. you know, I mean, it's like yeah. that like back to center point that, um, yeah, yoga has that distraction where it's like, yeah, it's a little bit easier to. I also think you're talking to, I also think meditation is interesting though because it's a single player game. Like, yeah. you can't even see the game I'm playing. Right. You can gamify it of like, oh, I sat for 10 minutes or like, oh, I did it for like this many days in a row or like, it's almost like everyone wants to like, like oh not not like prove but like where meditation really is just an internal game that you can never like me versus you you know what yeah, i mean it's totally. like it's, it's a very interesting like yeah it's not like reps on a pull-up or like you know what i mean it's very interesting <laughs> yeah. where it's just like i mean you can gamify it with like time sat and like i was saying days and like that's what people talk about but it's like at the end of the day it's just you and your thoughts and like you don't know what i'm you know what i mean it's, yeah. it's, it's super interesting in that For sense sure. and it's funny because like that's that's something that's um it, no matter how many minutes and how many days you've done meditation if you don't actually get like anything from the practice yeah, yeah, yeah. then you might as well not even be doing it or you're like you know, like if you're just doing it just to say you did it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's exactly. Like Why totally you're missing it? Yeah. the point of the yeah, whole yeah. thing. Like what? Yeah, like what are you it's doing like, it for? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier, where it's just like doing like with intention and like like knowing why you're yeah. doing things. Like when we're talking about the companies, you yeah. Know, it's just like. Um, knowing why you're doing it, yep. it's just like, and that will bring you back to like the yeah. doing it the right way and getting the benefits. intention. Yeah, yeah for intention. Sure. I think yeah. it's super huge. But, yeah, um, is is are those types of things things that you've learned? Um, like you, you know, I know you watch other people and like kind of say like that, but I know you're like pretty big into like books and stuff like that too. So like, do you when you were like in high school um, and like college, were you reading like self help books and like? The Napoleon Hills and like thinking grow rich and all that stuff. Honestly, no, you weren't. No, I, this has been like a probably like 2018 after I graduated college. Honestly, yeah. was when I started to dive into reading. Yeah. My mom growing up would like pay me money to read, and I was still would your read. mom. Was yeah, she's an English teacher, so she would like oh, she'd yeah, pay yeah, us yeah. kids if we read books. She'd pay us. That's amazing, and she couldn't catch me reading anything. <laughs> so, um, it's it's all been like newer. Like it's all been like. Yeah, kind of last like four years, honestly, four or five years that it's yeah. like diving into these books and figuring like I just found the books I like and I'm interested in and I'm curious about um, and they just happen to be centered around kind of like philosophy and yeah. mindfulness and business. It's kind of cool though that you um, that it took you that long to get into it because by the time you got into it, you were able to apply those principles. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes when you when you read it too early, like they just like either yeah. go over your head or like you understand them but they're just not applicable in your own life yeah um and that's just like like i remember like i read think and grow rich when i was 18 yeah and it just like totally changed my life yeah, yeah but like at the time it was like um like me still trying to shape what i wanted you yeah, know yeah, where yeah. it was just kind of like me like dipping my toe into what i really wanted to be and like what i wanted to do in life and that's why i kind of started dipping into that you know yeah, yeah. think and grow rich um shoot smart cuts um there's there's a couple other ones that i that i read at the time when yeah. i was like young 18 19 yeah, years yeah. old that like helped shape who i ended up becoming but it's just like at the time though it like like it was almost like like i would need to go back like three four years after that read them again and then i'd probably be able to like really yeah. apply and you honestly pick principles. up on like good books you can reread i feel like very regularly and yeah. pick up something like completely different yeah and like 
oh, this was supposed to stand out to me this time because it's yeah. applicable to like where I am. You know what I mean? The perspective like the, different. Yeah. yeah, this this paragraph is jumping off the page to me right now. But if I read it three years ago, I would totally just skim this and not even like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's interesting like how it speaks to you when it's supposed to and you get things from really good books. You can reread 10 times and get something new from it every single time. Which, Have you ever like highlighted in a book or anything like that? Yeah, I used to, honestly. Now yeah. I don't do it anymore. Yeah. Um, I'm more journal like on the side. Totally. So like, I really like taking notes. Yeah, taking notes is almost like a like a ladder, almost like it's like a jumping off point for me. Where it's like I'll read and like, oh whoa, like this stop. Like really good books for me like stop me in my tracks. Sometimes I'll not even read a page, yeah. and I'll just be like, oh whoa, like this concept, boom. Just like now I'm just like working my own thoughts out on paper. Um, yeah, so I almost use them more for. And honestly, a lot of my journals are stemmed from me reading books and like jumping off from like oh, this was just like teed me up to just, you know what I mean? Like yeah. this was the thought I needed or like the concept that like I can marinate in my head and now. Without having to read the entire book. Yeah, just and like, sometimes yeah. that's all you need. For and like, sure. I think even just having books laying around, it's like, let me just randomly open to a random page or a yeah. paragraph that speaks to me and just read. And it's like, oh, whoa, like this, you know what I mean? I don't need to read much. I can read a page. And I think that's, it's like the meditation thing where it's almost like, oh, like I read this many books or like I did this. It's like, no, nah, like, I can read eight books at the same time and I only read a paragraph, but I don't, you know what I mean? Like, what's yeah. the game? Like, what are you, what's the intention? And I think for, sure. um, for me, it's just like, give me these like thoughts or like tidbits that I'm like, that like really like alter my way of thinking. And it's like, oh, whoa, this is a whole new way to think of this concept. Let me now like jot it and write it down. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, when you write things down and you like, uh, just the act of writing them just helps it ingrain in your mind more. Yeah. Um, and in your own words as well. Like you can almost like summarize like what you're reading in yep. your own words. I think that really helps the concept stick. Yep. Um, and then kind of what you're saying too, where like you can, you know, say you read 10 books this year, but like what did you gain from them? Yeah. How did you apply those principles yeah. in your life? Or do you just want to say you read 10 books? Or did books? you just want to have the record that you yeah. read like, 10 books? And then also like how much of those books did you actually read? Yeah. Were they audiobooks? Yeah, were you yeah. just like listening to them and not really like taking them in? And yeah, yeah, yeah. were you distracted? And yeah, it's just yeah. like, I think the value comes from like reading passages that really stick to you or books that really stick to you. If you do read a full book or even if you are listening to audiobooks, it's like listening to them with intention as well. Yeah. You know, like listening to them and actually being able to like understand the principles. If you don't, if you don't understand it, going back, listening yeah. again, you know, listening back over something. Like if you want to hear it again, if you missed it yeah. you know, at the time, like if you found yourself distracted, going yeah. back and listening. I have to do like, it all the time. Yeah. It's, it's or also like, I don't like this book. I'm done reading it. Yeah, totally. Three what? three chapters in, it's like this doesn't even interest me you anymore. You don't need like, to finish it. I think we're growing up in a society. I was like, you start the book, you finish yeah. the book, and like I hate this, and I'm not even want to read. Yeah, that's what helped me kind of start to like reading. It's like, wait, I can start this book at page uh, chapter 17 if I want, and I don't have to finish this if I don't want. It's exactly. like these are here just to like pick up and just like get a snippet of people's brain. I mean, nonfiction, obviously fiction can do that. Yeah, but like right. nonfiction, it's like, oh, let me just like quick learn, uh, like dive into this person's brain that they, they spent years probably writing this book or learning. But yeah, putting books down that like this sucks to me. Like, yeah, I just put this down. It's a relief to me now too, where it's like, I don't have to, every book I start, I don't need to finish and I don't need to read one book at a time. Like it's this whole new world that I'm like, whoa, like I can just have books around me that I'm just like, Oh, this title actually is sticking out to me for some reason. Let me. Um, and I started actually going back to Barnes and Nobles and actually bookstore. I love nice. going to bookstores when I travel because it's the yeah. same thing. It's like, oh wow, like 
this book is just like sticking out to me for some reason, calling my name. Let me pick it up and flip it. Then I'm like, whoa, like this is a read. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The universe, whatever. It's just like, this is like here supposed to be. And I'm drawn to this for some reason. And I find myself on this page now reading it. So yeah. um, all these things kind of like helped me fall in love with reading. And um, honestly, it makes me want to write a book eventually. I mean, I have enough substance probably for a book in there. Totally. But um, I really enjoy that. So. Yeah, and it's funny because I think you could even take your journals and like turn it into like a book. For sure. Like that, That's, you know, where it's almost like the mind. Yeah, it, <laughs> like, it's definitely like a, it's already like a coffee table book, honestly. Totally. Yeah, I'll do something physical. Do you keep them in a journal? Yeah, yeah but honestly, nice. I did a bad job of like keeping my journals. I don't know where they are. Hopefully my mom has some at the house, <laughs> oh, but like… Man. That'd be cool to go back and like really find those. Yeah, like, that's. I mean, that's a really yeah. cool part of writing too. It's totally. like, what was I thinking at that time? And yeah. like, oh, wow, I was processing this thing that like now a year and a half later, like this was like way before. You know what I mean? It's like you see like patterns that are like, whoa, like I was struggling with that for this reason. Like I didn't see this. You know what I mean? It's very, yeah. it's very interesting, honestly. Yeah, man. No, I, I love it. I feel like uh, the story is like so… Um, like relatable to people that are uh, creative professionals that like that like to read books, like to progress all the always. Because I feel like a lot of people around me, and this is the whole reason why I started this podcast. This is like because we can sit down and talk about this stuff forever. Yeah, I, yeah. I love it. You know, it's just like what drives you, what like what helps you progress past those pain points. You know, like how do you like deal with like personal life too? Like because those things even though we're we're talking about business and how the you can apply these principles to like business but like you said it's like it's, business they're and so life. intertwined yeah so it's just like meditation and uh, centering yourself and just being like a little bit more present with yourself and being more aware of your breath and like like um like i remember at one point you were talking about like you know like like loosening your shoulders yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah like, a thousand percent stuff like, i think you like wrote it in your journal or yeah, something yeah. like that and it's like, i like that thought too that I like to do that exercise. Honestly, when I go to before I go to bed, but it's like, yeah. how can I like make myself one percent more relaxed? Yeah. Each breath. Nice. And you just like get into this very like float like state before bed because yeah, you're just like thinking, okay, just like one percent, and it's like one percent's a good number because it's not much. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not much, but it's like yeah, that thought process of like, okay, unclench your jaw. Like, why is my you know what I mean? My tongue like let me let it flow. You know, like relax. Like my shoulders, I'm so tight. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm holding all this stress up. Um, so I like that kind of thought process of just like. How can I make myself 1% more relaxed in like over a period of time? And then you finally get to this point where like, whoa, this is nice. <laughs> yeah, man. And I really do feel like people that have that like uh, discipline in a way, you know, um, for lack of a better term, like end up being very successful. And I think like the people that I watch and the people that I, you know, see as like my virtual mentors in a way, um, I think that's kind of like a common thing is like, People are into, you know, going to therapy, yeah, talking yeah. about things, um, doing meditation, doing like eating right, like having routine, you know, waking up early, uh, going to bed on time, you know, yeah. spending time with their family and like kind of organizing things to the point where like they're very like value based. Like yep. their lives are a little bit more like value based. And I feel like you live a, a very value based life. I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm man. definitely working on it still. But yeah, I, I've always room to grow and improve. Um, but yeah, I try to. And then you learn to like, there's a fine line between business and personal. Like, I feel like you got to like, on like me trying to get to that next step in business is actually me personally, like unlearning beliefs and thoughts. And like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's more like an internal thing that like turns into like a business external. But I think a lot of times it's like, oh, wow, like I'm capped in this business because I, I can't even like think different. I need to think and change my mind, which comes from, you know what I mean? Other 
practices and being disciplined and like unlearning through therapy and being present through meditation and all these things is like, oh, I got to like actually unlearn the things to relearn a different way to like actually reach that next level of business. You know what I mean? So like I see a lot of like similarities between business and personal, like how you think. It's literally like how you think and how you can comprehend things and to get to that unlock, like you, it's actually unlocking like ways you think personally. You know what I mean? If that makes Absolutely. sense. Absolutely. No, 100%, man. And I think it's just like uh, there, there's always going to be that like overlap too. When when you are an entrepreneur, there's always going to be overlap between business and, and life and like knowing how to have that balance, I think is so crucial. Yeah, I'm working on that for sure. It's yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very I'm, I'm like, sure people that, that yeah, it's very great. 10 years in the game, like they're still working. Oh, it's, you know? yeah, it's like, that's probably the, one of the hardest parts of, burning your own business is the gray area of like personal and like business and it's always like intertwined and like always on my phone i'm a call away from business oh, there's always an endless to-do list that you can do and there's times where i literally physically have to shut off my phone and be like hey note for these two days like i'm just off i need it and like but i need to like force myself to do that so it's definitely like a world that i'm struggling with and definitely need to like learn from other people on how they best do it but honestly i like what i do too so it's like who am i to say like yeah if it yeah if it hampers my relationships with other people like there's a point where that but like i love it like i like to yeah, work like totally. i love to do it and build so like you enjoy the who process, am i saying yeah. that like oh you work too much if i really enjoy what i'm doing and building so it's like also that fine line of like who's to say what's the right way to do it at the end of the day it's like yeah to you maybe i yeah i mean do work a lot and but if i enjoy it and i like building like that's how I choose to spend my time. Exactly. You might choose to spend it to watch movies and <laughs> Netflix, not in a bad way. Like actually, like that's what you enjoy doing. And like, I do enjoy that sometimes, but I really enjoy business and ideas yeah. and like building and growth and expansion just through that. And that's just me personally. So it's just interesting. Yeah. About that. Cause yeah. Speaking of like movies and TV shows, everyone's like, have you seen this, this, this? Totally. So like, honestly, nah. no, <laughs> yeah. none of them like ever. Everyone's like, no way. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It's like, I was at dinner last night too. She's like, what's your plans this weekend? I'm like, honestly, like probably work all weekend. She's like, you're good. I'm like, yeah, like I enjoy it. It's fun. But yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely like a internal struggle where I'm trying to be more forgiving. But yeah, that balance is definitely hard to like navigate. Do you feel like it's important though to like intentionally make time to like break away from work? Or do you yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah. And that's where like, my weekends of no like i'll literally go no phone like yeah i'll shut it off and put it away for two full days and it's the reset i need and then i could just come back so much more rejuvenated and ready to go for another two three weeks but it's I, it's so crucial for me to just yeah i have to force myself to like i'm making deliberate time and energy to not work and get yeah. off my phone um and it's funny because I work on my phone. Like my phone is my work. Like yeah. I think especially now, I, there's an interview that Virgil Abloh was talking about. I was like, I relate to that where he's like, I feel like I'm the first like phone first like designer. Like, you know what I mean? He's like, this is, where, like, this is my computer. Like, you know what I mean? He's like, I don't really sit behind a laptop. Like I'm like, obviously he's more hands and textiles and like, you know what I mean? Like picking out colors and like with right. his hands. He's like, I'm emailing my phone. I'm calling on my phone. I'm project managing on my phone. I'm, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. everything. So I feel like now like, with our phones and the capabilities like it's really blurred for entrepreneurs and anybody for sure any job it's like it's blurred that line of like work and personal like there's no like i mean there's definitely like industries where it's like okay laptops closed until whenever but a lot of times it's like oh i have access to my work email i have you know what i mean there's like that very 
yeah, it's gray area now where it's like, yeah, I feel like me being an entrepreneur for sure and that endless to-do list that's always in my head that I need to get done. Like, we're not thinking about that. We're shutting off. But even I think it's relatable for other people. That's like, I need to make time to not, I'm not even downloading my <laughs> my work email on my phone, yeah. like in that like creating that like space. I think it's so crucial for your mental health and like being more effective in your job or workplace. It's like, you need that you need that refresh like you get so burnt out um yeah and on both sides like you need the reset so that way you're better in your personal life and you need the reset so you're better in your work life for sure so it's just like because if you get burnt out you're not gonna be able to prove it like to um perform at the highest level yeah, yeah, yeah and if you don't like and if you are on the opposite side if you're like too focused on going out with your friends and not focused on your business, obviously your business isn't going to go anywhere. Yeah. So it's like, it is kind of like that fine line, like you're saying, like the the balance and trying to find that balance because everyone has a different level of balance yeah. too. Um, and, you know, some people are able to like combine the two and do it successfully, but yep. it's really hard to do it's that. It's tough. And yeah. it's like, it's an Instagram post I saw. I was like, creatives need like time to just sit around and do nothing. Like, yeah. and I love that post because I'm like, I always... It's probably why I don't watch movies or anything. Like it's a documentary if I'm watching a movie, but it's like I I'm reading a nonfiction book because I feel like I need yeah. to like be learning or doing something at all times, which is not healthy. Like yeah. disconnect, like do nothing, like totally allow your time. Like you need that, especially like yeah, artists, creators, musicians. It's like 100%. you're always making me. I don't really make music, so I guess I don't know. But like I feel like if you're always writing, always making music, twenty four seven, like. You haven't even like explored or like lived like the experiences you need to like write about. Like you need the time that you're like not in the studio and like just like living, like just going through life. Like, you know what I mean? Without yeah. like, and then it's like, oh, like this story or like this, you know what I mean? This sparked this. So I think it's, it also carries over to like the creative world where it's like, dog, if you're on go 24 seven, like you're at your, your antenna that I was talking about is going to burn out. Like it's yeah. not even going to receive ideas anymore. And like, there's gonna be a zombie going through the motions like you need the time and space to like disconnect and like stop thinking but that thinking part is the hard part for me like for i can sure. physically not be in the office and like physically not be on my phone but i'm still like yo this needs to be done or like this oh but like, it's also like ideas where i'm putting it together so when i do go back in the office like oh i thought of the the problem solve here it just took me time to like disconnect and get off to like piece that puzzle together if that yeah, makes sense for sure no and you're doing it you're doing it with intention too and i yeah. think that's the biggest part to like take away from it it's just like you're you're setting that time away intentionally and i think that's really important and i heard this uh, there was something that i really liked and it was um um like do everything with intention even if that like uh that is intending uh, intention to like play video games yeah, yeah, yeah you know it's just it's not wasted time if you intended to do it yep the difference is like if you intended to do the laundry, but then you found yourself playing Fortnite. Yeah. Now it's become an issue. But it's like if you've done everything that you need to do for the day, you have to do, and you like need to reset, set that time, do it intentionally, and it's it's a good. Like you can see it as like a good thing and not as like a negative. For sure. And I think that's something I like that. Yeah, I think that's I mean? even like shit. What ex like anxiety stems from is like you being like mentally somewhere else and physically some, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you're mental and physical in two separate spots where it's like, you're playing video games, but like, you know, you should be doing the laundry. Totally. That causes this like anxiety gap of like, place. can't even enjoy video games. You can't even enjoy, you can't enjoy either. <laughs> yeah, now right. you're losing in both because right. you're not like either just fully accept you're not going to do the laundry and like, Hey, I'm playing video games. Like the laundry can go be, 
tomorrow that can do it. Right. Or, yeah, I mean, or stop the video games and go do the laundry and be intent on the laundry. But I think that anxiety gap of is like, oh, I'm doing this, but I should. I don't like the word should. Yeah. <laughs> should, I don't like. But like, I yeah. could, I could be doing the laundry. Like, yeah. that's, I think this anxiety gap that like causes so much like friction and like, um, animosity like in your mental um so yeah like you said like no this is like my time and space that i'm playing video games and this is what i'm doing yeah um it's like lack the of hard attention. yeah what i struggle with though is like i always think i should be doing something i'm learning more but like i'm home and i'm watching tv like i could be doing the laundry though. like yeah. i should be i should i i hate the word should because it's like this like social pressure i don't i not should but like yeah i could be doing yeah xyz um but it's like, yeah, the calling yourself back, like, no, I'm not, yeah. and I'm doing this because of this, yeah, and the intention behind it. Um, yeah, and uh, I watched a lot of Rob Dyrdek, and we kind of talked about Rob Dyrdek yeah, yeah, and like yeah. his methodology and like yeah, his yeah. gamifying and like quantifying, uh, quantifying um, his day. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's like a really big thing too, where he does everything with intention. Yeah, you know, where it's like. If he needs to do laundry, like you bet your ass, like that's part of his. Yeah, thing. yeah. you know he doesn't do laundry. He has people. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> but like when it comes to like hanging out with his kids, hanging out with his wife, you know these things that are a part of his daily things that like, for lack of a better term, the need to dos. Yeah, is how he puts it. Um, like having all of your need to dos scheduled as part of your day, so that way, <clears throat> once you know what the difference is, what the leftover time is. You could fill it with your want to dos. Yep. You know, and that's when you can um, schedule your day so that way you can make time for the intentional like wants and you know those disconnection times, yep. and then also make sure that you're making time for the need to dos. You know, getting the work done, um, doing the laundries, doing the chores, doing the hanging out with your wife, hanging out with your family, trying to you know maintain that balance on a daily basis, and that's how he does it. Where it's like if he didn't have that like intentional time block schedule he might be flying off the cuff you know yeah. where it's for lack of a better term like shooting from the hip if you will where yeah. it's just like at any given time throughout the day you can be like pulled in a different direction where it's just like then all of a sudden you're there for three hours and then it's like you try to get back to what you need to do and then it's just like then you run out of time because now you got to eat dinner you know and then it's just like Oh, okay. Well, I guess I'll do it tomorrow. And then a yeah. week later, you have 10 different things that you needed to do at the time that now you're like 10, 10 days behind. I relate on that, honestly. <laughs> and it's having the self-discipline to be like, no, like that's not what I need to do right now. I know what I need to do and it's this. And like that's calling me and like pulling me in this direction. But I, yeah, re yeah. Recentering, I think, is like super important. I was talking about the podcast the other day too, but it's like, there's so many like I think as the bigger you get to, there's more shiny objects and more like lady in the red dress syndrome where like yeah she gets prettier. It's like it looks shinier over there and like having the discipline to be like nope like you know what I mean like this is where I'm headed. This is what I need to do and like I'm not even like gonna entertain that. Is very like he's built up a lot of self discipline to be like I know what I need to do and I'm doing it regardless of whatever you, you know what I mean whatever totally. else gets thrown at me like I'm you can't deter me from my path and. I premeditated what I needed to do. You know what I mean? In a state that's like, okay, I can the night before think about my day so clearly and like, but then it's hard. Like I struggle. Then you get in the day and it's like, oh, like, but this person something called me. Comes yeah, up. something comes up and Always. like changes it. So um, yeah, I mean, it's, he does a very good job of that. For sure. But I think it's also like having the structure as a baseline is the important part because never ever will it always go the way that it's supposed to. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like, 
it's like a loft, like whatever. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. we're just yeah, like yeah. things that will will go wrong or like things that are I don't go know wrong, yeah, whatever we'll the wrong, yeah, yeah. yeah that may go wrong will yeah, go yeah. wrong type deal. Yeah, yeah. Um. So it's kind of like if you plan to like not have any distractions, like you're probably gonna have distractions. <laughs> so, so it's almost it's like you have to sure. like plan to like know that that's gonna happen. Yeah. But like understand like if that does happen, handle it quick. Come back to yep. the task at hand, yep. and it's yep. just like if the, it's meditation, totally, and that's it. And it's just like being intentional with the time, where yep. it's just like okay, pause, yeah, move, yeah, get it done, yeah, back to what you were doing, yeah, you know, back to your breath, if you will, yep. you know, like that's kind of like the idea, yeah. Like, Which is like honestly nowadays, that's a superpower, like with our phones and like fragmented like attention spans and like so many different apps and people begging for your attention on a daily basis, like. To be able to like do that is like that's the modern day superpower of like I'm not giving in to these notifications, these phone calls. You know what I mean? It's very like, yeah, you need very like a lot of self-discipline and intention to be like, I'm not doing any of that. You know what I mean? It's yeah. very tough. It's yeah. I commend them for that. Yeah, I mean it's it's tough for everybody. Yeah, so and I think that's something that like anybody watching, like if you're in a position where you want to be better or you want to progress yourself in your own personal or business life. All you have to do is just get started, you yeah. know, and it's like how as cliche as it is, you know, if you start, you'll start to feel those pains and those things and work through them, you know, like yeah. sit down and try to meditate for 10 minutes a day for three days yeah, yeah. and see if you can do that. It's hard. See how you, yeah, exactly. 10 minutes is hard. 10 minutes is hard to sit in one Five place. Five minutes is hard, yeah. Yeah, so it's just like <laughs> do that and like just do it for a few days and like see, see how hard it really is so you know that like this, this is something that, that, it's like a challenge you yeah, know like yeah. i i feel like um a lot of those times you could see things as like opportunities versus like 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 opportunities to get better at it yeah, versus yeah. like i suck at this i'm like just gonna go back yeah. to my whatever yeah i think that's a big thing with meditation like you don't suck and you're not good yeah you just meditate you know what exactly. i mean it's like this like stop judging you're just there you know what i mean it's like totally. whatever arises arises and like meet it with curiosity of like oh why is this thought coming you know what i mean it's like there's no good meditation. There's no bad meditation. There's just sitting. I don't know. It's just like, yeah. get rid of that. Like, oh, I'm bad at this. Like, it's impossible to be bad at it. Like, you just got to sit. There. You know what I mean, it's yeah. like. If you're doing it, then yeah, 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 yeah you're, you're doing, it. Yeah, I it's think that's like, interesting that we're like, I don't know if there's good or bad. There's just is. <laughs> First, that's, that's such a good way to put it. Is that there just is. Because yeah. it's just like people that are even great at it. I'm sure sometimes they get thoughts that come in their mind. They're just better at like not. Stepping in not front of the car. Yeah, not yeah. attaching them. Yeah. yeah, not getting in the car. Not getting in the car. And just yeah, seeing the car jumping pass. in the car and just watching yeah. the car pass by. Like, yep. Yeah, I 100% think like it never fully goes away. Yeah. But even if you hop in the car and take it 30 exits, it's not bad. Yeah, that's Because you noticed you took it 30 exits. It's like, it's not, it doesn't mean you're bad at meditation. You just realized. You know what I mean? It's, it just is. <laughs> I mean, it's totally. Just like, I think that's like super important. We're like, oh, I just went on a tangent for so long. I'm not good at this. It's like, no, like, you noticed you're on a tangent. That's the whole art of it. Like, and you get better at it. And uh, yeah, it's just interesting. It's like, don't get discouraged and like, don't, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's like, you have to trust the process yeah. for like the, I guess the, the lamest way to put it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah. trust the process and you just gotta like, yeah. know that it's going to be a hard road yeah, yeah. and know that you're going to get distracted. And it's like, I think with business, that's, one of the biggest things, you know, like going into it, knowing this is going to be hard. Yeah. This might not work, you know, but like yeah. having the like attention to detail and like the ability to like progress and like learn from your mistakes and like not get derailed when one thing doesn't go wrong yeah. or right, you know, it's yeah. just like, 
with business in person, I feel like that's like yeah. huge. And also like almost meditation analogy too, where like like business is like it's just like a big pile of shit. <laughs> Yeah. And like you need to like pick up like one piece of trash at the time. Right. But like you need to be geeked off the one piece of trash. Like, yeah, you look in front of you like, oh my gosh, this is like a lot. Yeah, you know I mean it's a lot, but like I think that's like meditation too. Like it's okay. it's it could be overwhelming if you think of like, oh, like I'm getting caught up in like all these thoughts and like, oh, this is such a process. But it's like, no, I, I sat here for five minutes. I don't care if I like we're not all these different trains of thoughts. Like I picked up my one piece of trash for the day. Like, yeah. I think it's that like same kind of art where it's like, and I'm going to show up tomorrow to pick up the next piece of trash and I'm going to eventually clear this whole thing out. But um, yeah, I think there's like a common thread there where it's like, you got to find enjoyment and, but like, it's definitely not like a, oh, no shortcuts, I guess. For sure. Yeah. And, and I think uh, like a big thing about meditation is the compound effect, you yeah. know, like the, the compounding, just like money compounds, yeah. the savings account. It's like, your your brain compounds things and like you start to like develop different like like you literally will create like new connections in your brain like the more you do yeah yeah the more you practice yeah so it's just like it strengths like a muscle you yeah, know like your brain is a sure. muscle so it's just like i think that's something that that a lot of people mit, like don't think of you know where yeah. it's just like the compound effect you almost think like meditation is like one plus one plus one like each day what plus one plus one plus one equals seven after a week like nah it's like one plus one plus two plus three plus five plus six but you know what i mean it's yeah. like the more you do it consecutively the yeah definitely the more heavier it gets compounds. added yeah, yeah. get added for sure yeah and it's like when you do it for a year you know it's yeah. like after a year versus like if you do it consistently yeah with intention like 90 percent of the time you're gonna feel a lot different about meditation yeah. than you did day one. For sure. So it's just like the compound effect. Yeah, but yeah. you know, and I think that's something like to kind of tie it, tie it back and just like drive it home. It's just kind of like the compound effect with life and business together. It's just like showing up. Yeah, yeah. Showing up every day. And whatever comes to you comes to you, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's just like you it might not be a 10 steps forward kind of day. It might be a like three steps things, back yeah. kind of day. But then the next week you're gonna have a 25 steps forward yeah, yeah, day, you yeah. know, and like that's gonna be like the the ups and downs of it. It's just like it's really good. And that's yeah, that's yeah. I feel like the hardest part of business why people quit just like showing up. Yeah, that's honestly a lot of the battle is just like uh, I'm here to take another swing at this thing. You know what I mean? For sure. I'm here to take another swing. I'm here to pick up another piece of trash, even though like this thing is huge. Yeah, you know I mean? for sure. No, it's yeah. like putting yourself in the position to 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 have opportunities and yeah. be you know like. The fact that you moved to New York City and then that ended up stemming the ideas of like, you know, had you not been in New York City, maybe those things didn't happen. Probably not. You know what no, I'm saying? And it's just like, I think about this a lot because like I moved uh, to Arizona when I was 20 years old in 2014. Um, so it was like when I was 20, I just had this vision for my life that I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to produce music and I knew I wanted to produce music with other people that were talented and also as driven as I was yeah and living in Grand Rapids we have we had a pretty low low moving music scene and is like pretty you know for lack of a better term there just wasn't a lot of talent yeah yeah um so it's like not a lot of talent in my group you know so if I wanted to like reach out to some people it would kind of be like a it would kind of be hard for me to do and they didn't have the same drive that I had that I wanted to have so it's like I wanted to go to a place where it's like Arizona I knew it was like progressive and I could find some people that go to the college and stuff like that. But just like not knowing what I was going to see. Yeah. And like almost like assuming that I was just going to figure it out. Yeah, you know, yeah. and that like that almost like 
yeah, jumping, yeah, jumping and in, trusting yeah. and just like um, almost uh, what's the word I'm thinking of like uh, taking out the resistance and um, um, what's the word? It's kind of like uh, it's like trust, but it's like it's like like falling and uh, I can't think of the word right now. But it's both, but basically just kind of like um, jumping in one direction and just trusting that yeah, you're gonna yeah. land on your feet. Yeah, yeah. Deals. And it's just like that's something that forever I will like like thank you, young Harry, for yeah, like yeah. having this vision of like coming here because like changed my life completely. Yeah, you know, yeah. like one thing led to another, then I'm like going on tour, then I'm like meeting people like that have similar mindsets and like business. And then I start to like start to really like sharpen my skills with uh, the photography, videography, yeah. music and everything like that. And it's like all of that probably would have happened had I like not moved out. So yeah, it's yeah. like trusting your gut and like sub like um yeah G- getting is outside your comfort zone like you that's I feel it. like you learn yeah you learn a lot about yourself and interests and um yeah yeah it's putting yourself in the position to like to 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 progress and it's like had i not take put myself in that position like i might still be working like a nine to five like settled down with a wife and kids yeah, you yeah. Know? just like the classic grand rapids mindset yeah. so no um Man, this has been amazing. One last thing though, I want to bring up before we uh, before we wrap up here. Um, in like the mid two thousands, you were on a craft <laughs> mac and cheese box for being yeah. the cheesiest kid in America. Yeah, can you kind of talk on that and how that happened? <laughs> yeah, I'm dead. Uh, yeah, so Meyer, which is like a Midwest, uh, honestly, the best store. Um, but if grocery you live store, in the Midwest, yeah, you know, yeah, Meyer. yeah, you yeah. know, Meyer for sure. Um, but they just had these like sweepstakes that you used to like just like sign a little like note card and you walked in. And, oh, like, really? Yeah, just like- yeah, like I didn't even know at the time what I was signing up for. Honestly, I was just like killing time. My mom was like grocery shopping, I was in fourth grade, I think. It's like filled it out, whatever, <laughs> you filled it out yourself. Yeah, your I mom feel- didn't do it. No, I filled it out myself. That's amazing. Then like, I don't know how long it was after. I had to be like a month or two after. My, I was at my neighbor's house and my mom got a call. And they're like, your son won. She's like, what do you mean? He's won like, what? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what did he sign up yeah, for? Yeah, no, literally what he signed up for. He's like, oh, he won like the Kraft mac and cheese, like most cheesiest kid in America, like through Meyer. And she was like, what? He's like, yeah, like he's going to be on the mac and cheese box. <laughs> We're gonna fly you and your whole family out to Disney instead of the Nick Hotel, uh, Nickelodeon Hotel and go to Disney for seven days. That's lit. And what? $5,000 for his college. Whoa. Yeah. And I was in fifth grade or fourth grade. And I, yeah, it was just this like weird, like <laughs> random sweepstakes that I won. And they came, they came out to my house. We took a headshot and I was on the Kraft Mac and Cheese box in every Meyer in the Midwest. For like two or three months and yeah they flew my family out to it was real and my mom was like this is not real but yeah it happened and it's real you can check it out i think it's on my instagram if you go way back but yeah uh, i gotta get that picture to like put yeah, on you can cue it up post. right here yeah, yeah it's the cheesiest kid in america what year was that uh i was in fourth grade Oof, i think i was i don't even know Man, that must be like 2003 or four like maybe five yeah five i mean i'm trying to think how old i was at the time maybe like 10 11 i don't know yo that's crazy <laughs> yeah so probably like yeah 2006 seven around yeah. the around that time like that you filled it out yourself is the funniest part bro it's yeah it's like just, oh, i'm just gonna fill this out random sweepstakes yeah, it's yeah like yeah. not even knowing really what it is it's yeah, like, yeah yeah 
Yeah, no. be the cheesiest kid in America. The cheesiest kid in America. Yeah. If you know, you know. That's amazing. right now. A lot of people, more people know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hopefully, uh, more people know now. Uh, that's funny. That's, <laughs> no, that's a good way to end it. That's funny. Yeah. No, man. Thank you so much, yeah, man. From the cheesiest kid in America, man. No, this like my guy, Casey Waters. Go follow him on Instagram at Casey Waters. C A S E Y W A T T E R S. Um, follow his companies. He lists them all in his uh, Instagram bio. But um, his most recent endeavor, Strap Photo Club. Check them out. Strapphotoclub.com. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you're working on right now that you kind of want to plug or like something coming up that you want to maybe bring some light to? Ooh. Honestly, Strap. Yeah. Just continue to build that thing. So, Strap yeah, recently support. released Party Pack. Yeah. Party Pack. Kind of explain Party Pack real quick. Yeah. Just kind of bulk. Bulk disposable cameras for weddings, events, corporate events, holiday parties, etc. Um, five to ten pack. Yeah, I think it, it just solves the issue of finding bulk disposable cameras and also combining them on the back end so everyone gets the photos at the same time and making it super seamless and easy for brides and grooms and event planners and wedding planners to have a cool way to capture their events. Yeah, and, and a, another thing on Strap that we didn't touch on earlier, the developing is included in it. So not only do you get them to your phone, but like that, a lot of people don't realize that like when you send in the camera it has to be developed as well. Yeah, which yeah, generally, yeah. when you buy a disposable camera, if you don't know this, you have to take it Develop to a film, film lab yeah. and then pay another 20, yeah, yeah. 30 bucks just to get it developed and scanned in high resolution. So that's like a whole another reason why package Strap, deal. yeah, package deal. Yeah, you, yeah. It's like an all in one. You you pay for it one time. You shoot it, they give you a prepaid shipping label, you send it back, they develop it, scan it, send you the photos within five to seven days. Yeah. So it's just it just makes disposable cameras easy. You can get into the game easy. It's the mission. So it's the goal. man, no, thank you so much for Appreciate being you here. Having man. Me. No, I like it here on Mars, brother. Yes. Thank you, so <laughs> thank much, you for man. having me. Fellow Martians, like, subscribe, follow, all that stuff. Check me out on Instagram too, Harry Mars underscore. Thank you guys. We'll see you next time. Thank Love you. you. Appreciate you. Everyone. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in and watching this episode of the On Mars Pod and for sticking around to the end, man. I really appreciate you guys. You are the real Martians. Like this video, comment below what your favorite part was, what was most inspiring to you. Subscribe to the channel. Hit that bell for notifications here on future interviews coming out soon. And also follow us on Instagram at On Mars Pod. Love you guys so much. We will see you next time on Mars.